when you are at the Spartan Paralympics and you're at a tough spot where you figure, how do I go on? What does Casey McAllister say to himself? A man where I see an entrepreneur with a heart of fire and gold at the same time. He loves his family. He is an athlete. Even though he has no legs, that does not hinder to live a fuller life than most people do. When I was uh, six years old, I was, I was hit by a semi-truck. And, and in the process of that, lost, lost both my legs. And when I was, when I was in the hospital, you know, the, the first moment, I was a young kid, you know, I was only six years old. And so I, I think that might have had part to do with how I reacted to it. But when I found out I didn't have legs, I, I took it in stride and, and you know, decided to, to move on with my life. But one of the, one of the biggest uh, points of that process came as we were leaving the hospital because the doctors turned to my parents and they said, make sure that you don't do things for him. Make sure he does things for himself. He needs to learn to be independent. And, and so, you know, from, before I even got home, uh, my parents uh, were determined to make sure that I would be able to, to figure out how to do things on my own. I'd be able to be independent. And so from the very beginning, I had that going. Often I do have to check myself and say, okay, can they do this? You know, what can they do? You know, let's, let's figure out what, what they're able to do and, and what I'm helping them do that they, they could do on their own. Yeah. You know, people viewed me as disabled. They would treat me as disabled because they assumed that I couldn't do things for myself. So I, I had to prove not only to other people, but to myself on a very regular basis that, that I could do things. And in fact, as I got older, you know, it became more about proving to myself what I could do. And, and that's kind of how I, I got into the Spartan runs. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Because I was doing, I was doing marathons, you know, I was doing stuff in my race wheelchair. Um, but you know, it got too easy for me. And, and so the only option was to find something more difficult or be more competitive in yeah. the marathons. And, and to be more competitive in the marathons, it would take a lot of time to train. And, and that's time away from my family that I wasn't willing to spend. Yeah. And so instead, I looked around and I found this race. And, and when I first looked at this race, I thought it was just stupid. You know, I mean, who the heck would want to, you know, be crawling through mud and climbing ropes and jump fire? And you know, I was like, okay, that's that's stupid in itself, but that's, that'd be even worse for me. I can't do that. Well, that was kind of my first reaction to it. Yeah. Um, but, but after a while and after watching the video five more times, you know, I started to, to get excited by the challenge of it. You know, and I told myself, you know, who am I to tell myself that I can't do it? You know, how do I know I can't do it? And, and so I decided that, that I needed to see whether or not I could accomplish one of these things. And, and that's how it started. And I did the, uh, the shortest one, the little, you know, three, four mile race. Yeah. And, and I did it and it hurt. <laughs> and I was sore and I was so tired. 
Um, but I had done it, you know, I had finished this race. Yeah. And, and after that, it became, you know, even more of a challenge to see what I could accomplish and to see how far I could truly go. And, and I found, you know, that I could go. And, and I did the, uh, the Beast, you know, which is a 13-mile race, you know, it was incredible. Yeah. The, this last race, this last Beast race that I did last year, there, there, was, uh, there was a point during the race where I really, really started kind of getting depressed. You know, I started really, really not liking life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I still knew that I wanted to do it. And, I, you know, I wasn't going to quit. That wasn't it. But I, I did have to find out, you know, I had to figure out how I was going to make it through. You know, it's like any tough thing in life. You know, we got to figure out how we're going to make it through that challenge. And and so, uh, you know, what I figured or what I determined was take the little steps, you know, look at, you know, the, the next portion of the race. And, and a lot of times that was the next five feet. You know, I had to just get through that next five feet. And then I would worry about what came next. Yeah. And, you know, or, or, hey, there's a hill up ahead. I can rest when I get to the top of that hill. You know, and so many times throughout our life, it's exactly the same way, especially with young kids. Sometimes, uh, oh, man, sometimes the days are just are just <laughs> up. And, and getting through the next hour, you know, is a yeah. challenge. Yeah. Uh, but as we look at those little challenges and those little things in our lives, uh, we're able to to do them, you know, a piece at a time. Yeah. Uh, a, a quote this morning, I think, on Instagram that said, uh, "I have yet, or I have made it through every hard day so far, and that gives me courage to move on." <laughs> through it might it might be tough, but I've made it through every hard day up till now, so I'll probably be able to make. Through the as well. Uh, I, I was having a hard time in life because I I was training to to basically be a better wheelchair racer, and and for a long time, I mean, almost a whole entire year, I was really struggling with it because it was taking so much time away from my family, and it was taking so much time um, to do something that I mean, I wanted to do it, but at the same time. It, it really wasn't fulfilling my goals in life, which of course my family, you know, is, is my, you know, my priority. Yeah. And, uh, and I realized after a time uh, that I needed to change what I was doing and it was really, really hard for me. You know, a lot of times in life, it's really hard to change what we're doing and change. And, and it 180 what I was doing in life uh, when I stopped, uh, you know, pushing towards the Paralympics, because after I stopped doing that, uh, I, I was able to focus on my family. But not only that, I was able to find, you know, these Spartan races. And what I didn't realize finding those Spartan races was that it would set me on a path in life that I never could have predicted before. And because of because of these races and because of these things in life, I've been able to inspire, motivate, and help you know millions of people throughout the entire world. And, and you know, and I don't say that to to you know talk about myself, but to help people realize 
that if you're going through a hard patch in life, that it might be, it might be that, that there's something really great coming. You know, there's something that will totally change your life. And as we push through those hard times and look for, look for those successes in life, you know, we really will change. And we really will feel our lives take on, you know, a whole, whole different meaning and find purpose. But one of the greatest lessons they ever taught me was not necessarily how to work, but loving work. And uh, because my parents taught me to love to work, you know, it's, it's still one of my greatest pleasures. Even cleaning the house at night after the kids go to bed, I, I enjoy doing it. it. It relaxes me. And so I, I uh, praise my parents for, for their diligence in helping me understand the joy of work. It wasn't always just cleaning the house. We would go and do things, you know, planning, planning things in the yard, um, taking care of the yard, building things, uh, you know, cleaning up, you know, big messes. And, and so at the end, you know, you have this sense of accomplishment and, you know, you feel like you've actually done something. Uh, many times we would either through our church or through our scouting program, we would go do service projects. And, and that, that really is an incredible thing to do because no longer is it about you. No longer is it about, you know, cleaning the house, which is always, you know, yeah. um, knowing <laughs> kids, you know, they hate cleaning the house. But if you go and you're serving somebody else, if you're helping somebody else right away, they have a sense of purpose and they have a sense of uh, like they're needed somewhere. And, and I think that helps out a lot. Uh, and so we, we try to, you know, do that as much as possible. Of course, our kids are pretty young still, so it's, it's a challenge. But uh, if they feel needed, you know, if they feel like what they're doing, you know, has a purpose, you know, that makes all the difference. Yeah. A root to all the Spartan fans, to the athletes who go to their borders, to all those who scale up their family, their business, their life, and go to the edge, who never stop. And that is what the Influential Parentpreneur Podcast is all about. If you want to know more about Casey, go to Rise Up With Casey, and you will find a lot of inspiration in that man. Thank you for listening so much, and leave a review, or, or make sure to subscribe so you will know when the next episodes are coming, and they will just keep on coming from amazing, amazing entrepreneurs and parents. Have a magnificent day.